Welcome to the Sailing Into Oblivion podcast. I'm your host, Jerome Rand. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to a rambling rant by yours truly. Yes, it's time for a solo episode, and I don't really know what to say, but I'm going to say it anyway, uh, because I've been podcasting with quite a few people, which has been fantastic for sure, but I want to keep to the schedule a little bit of... uh, doing my own little solo shows, and I'm a little road-weary at the uh, pr- present time, to tell you the truth. it's uh, I think I left for this road trip on like the 19th or something, so we're getting close to a month out on the road, going from place to place and staying in lovely, lovely, wonderful people's homes, uh, which has been phenomenal for sure. It's sort of one of the only ways that makes something like this uh, at my level of, uh, of speaking uh, feasible and financially viable uh, at this point. But uh, so big, big thanks to everybody who has housed me over this period. It's been wonderful. I can't wait to, uh, I, I plan to write little thank you letters once I get home, but uh, I know that my chicken scratch of uh, uh, is is so, so awful and so embarrassing that uh, I think the plan is to find some decent stationery once I get back and use the old typewriter as my vehicle for thanking people. And, uh, you know, I think that's a, a long forgotten sort of tradition. I know some people that still do it and uh, it's, it's much it's it's pretty cool to to receive like a letter of thanks for something like that and uh that's something i definitely want to practice when i when i finish up this this road trip and stuff but yeah it's been uh it's been a lot of fun we're we're more than halfway through as far as the speaking engagements go and essentially i have three more private events booked in the coming uh week two weeks i think three weeks maybe um and then pretty much wrap things up for now. Uh, we're still trying to take more bookings and things like that, but uh, as far as the ones that are are you know already set in stone, that's there's three left and then a few up in the air. And uh, so other than that, it's gonna be it's gonna be broken up by a nice visit to Sparrow with a lot of work to be done. I'm gonna gut that boat down to. The bare essentials yet again, and weather. Uh, if the weather is good, then hopefully get some get some other stuff done, um, exterior work done. I'm a little more worried about the interior because I really want to get that all cleaned up and ship shape. I sort of had to leave it um, not disheveled by any means, but uh, I had to leave it kind of in a hurried fashion to get uh, up north to be able to start working and stuff. So. Uh, when I got back down a few weeks ago, when I just popped in for the night, that was uh, a bit of a shocker. I was like, oh, God, did I leave my boat like this? Terrible. What have I done? What have I done? But live and learn, live and learn. And I'll have more time this time. I think I'll have about seven to eight days, depending on if I can squeeze in a quick trip up to Maine. Uh, I figure I'm going to be speaking the last engagements up on Cape Cod. So Maine's not that far away. 
and it'd be worth going up there to see some of the old crew up there at Night Marine. Shout out uh, everybody up there, Murph and Heath and Jim and Cy and everybody. Um, miss you all. Missed uh, having you up there or missed being up there for the summer, but uh, who knows? The future is wide open. Uh, but before we continue the show, like I always say, if you want to support the Sailing into Oblivion podcast, please go right ahead and follow the link to the Patreon group, uh, the family, the people who support and keep the show going. I know that I had, uh, you may have noticed if you're listening to the last few podcasts, uh, there would have been ads that were sort of uh, cut in via the the podcast sort of platform that I use. And uh, I was just curious, really. I wanted to see what sort of revenue that generated, and uh, it didn't generate much at all. So <laughs> I ended up cutting it back off because uh, I don't think a few bucks a month, uh, it would have it worked out to be like 20 or maybe 30 bucks in a month to get off of, of having those ads and breaking the show up and all that sort of stuff. Plus, you don't even know what the ads are on there and all that sort of stuff so ended up cutting that back off so i'm just relying 100 percent on the patreon group so thank you all so so much for for the continued support but other than that obviously we still have the merch line out there the shirts and the hoodies and all that sort of stuff and then if you want to reach out to the show sailing into oblivion.com follow the podcast link and uh, hit contact the show and those go directly to me there, shameless plugs over. Oh, yeah, pick up a, a copy of the book, available on Amazon and Audible. Huh. That's all for the shameless plugs. There's not a whole lot uh, else that's really out there at this point. Uh, we are getting closer and closer with the illustrator and getting the six-part, six-book series about the trip around the world uh, for for the kiddos. Uh, hopefully that'll be out. In time for Christmas, we'll we'll have to sort of see. Um, it's pretty fun being able to see yourself in cartoon or illustration fashion is pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie, and to see Sparrow in that as well is uh, it's really good. So I think that is actually gonna be pretty cool. It'll be nice to have that, um, and then I can sort of move on to other projects that have been shelved, so to speak, uh, due to the facts of life and working and all that sort of stuff. It is hard to keep sort of just punching away day after day after day. You know, when you do have your own sort of uh, business or your own goals of, of things that you're trying to accomplish uh, and you're not like clocking in and out of a job where you have to be there at a certain time and all that sort of stuff, it is a very different feel. When you wake up in the morning, your head starts to spin of all the things that you probably should be doing or could be doing, and uh, that eventually prods you right out of bed and right to a computer or whatever else that's uh, that's sort of there. But uh, I don't know. It seems like every day I wake up and I try desperately or hope uh, that something's like sort of popping off or something's going, and uh, you know, not a whole lot is. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, but that's okay. It's really one of those things that. Uh, you do have to, if you believe in something that you're doing, you have to continue to do it and uh, don't get downtrodden by, um, you know, the lack of results. You know, you can you can use that as a, a way to, I think, maybe change what you're doing and try different things. What's that whole thing about the definition of insanity is, is doing the same thing over and over but expecting a different result. 
eh, I kind of understand that. But uh, when you're trying to do sort of different types of content creation via either books or, you know, social media and all that sort of stuff, um, you know, in, in some respects, because everything is just a little bit different anyway that you're putting out because you're not exactly like I, I would definitely be insane if I was putting out the same exact post every single day. Uh, and expecting it to do something. <laughs> so everything is just a little bit different. But, you know, you just try and keep plugging away as best as you can. Or at least that's what I'm trying to tell myself. Um, you know, some of it's enjoyable and some of it's not quite as enjoyable, for sure. For sure. But uh, it will be kind of interesting. I'm, I'm you know, I t had to take a break from doing all the YouTube stuff because I was off away from the boat and, you know, working for a private organization for the summer and everything you can't really film all that sort of stuff with all the guests and everything but um yeah i don't know kind of interesting um we'll have to see if when i hop back on sparrow i want to sort of document the uh declutter and demold and sort of getting the boat back into a fine standing order get it back up to a bristol finish as they say out here on the east coast uh, so I don't know. We'll, we'll have to sort of see, but, um, essentially what I'm doing at this point, um, down here in Annapolis, we're going to try and do a coordination with the bitter end and everything. Unfortunately, it's raining all day today. It's raining really hard too. And, um, I don't know. I think part of me too is just starting to feel pretty, pretty burnt out about, talking about the book and talking about all that sort of stuff. And I know this is, this is probably a decent opportunity, but, ah, man, um, the thought of being standing out in the rain and trying to do all this stuff today is just not gonna, not gonna happen. So we may try and do something on Sunday, but, uh, I'm also a little bit, uh, at a loss for time. So I'm trying to figure out my schedule and everything. And if I can't end up going into that, that boat show and doing all that, it's just such a madhouse in, in Annapolis right now. Anytime you try and drive around, it's just absolutely shocking. Um, they're, you know, it's trying to put, and it, I know it's a great venue for it, but you know, if you're, if you're trying to do the other things, like just travel to it and get to the boat show and all that sort of stuff, it's not that easy. So kind of a, kind of a pain. Um, I remember when we used to do it, when I worked for Bitter End, that was a whole different story because you'd rent a, a little apartment or whatever right there in town. So you're just always walking and you're right there and striking distance. Um, and that's the difference between being all out on your own and then being, um, you know, backed by a company and all that sort of stuff. So we'll see. Either way, one of the goals uh, I would like to, if I can, go and see Matt Rutherford's little presentation about prepping a boat for the ocean and then hopefully maybe harangue him and see if he's got some time. The only thing is really, I mean, that, that was sort of the big, big purpose of trying to get down here, um, was to see if I can sit down with him, do a little podcast. I think that would be a lot of fun, but at the same time, you know, I'm going to be crisscrossing this area, uh, the Annapolis and Chesapeake and all that sort of stuff a couple of more times. And, uh, so I'm kind of thinking that it wouldn't be a bad idea uh, to hit him up when he's not so busy and uh, hopefully just in the area and has a little bit more time. Because whenever I do have people on the show, I, I definitely, I don't like it when we only have a little certain amount of um, of wiggle room because um, it, I don't know, you, you just end up 
sort of focusing on how much time you have left and trying to get things in and, and the flow of the conversation sort of changes. You, you can definitely, I feel like it's, we're just pressing it all together too much. And, um, I don't like that. I want it to just be a free flowing convo. Mm, coffee is good. And that usually, uh, necessitates sort of being able to spend like an afternoon or a morning or something like that. Uh, just being able to sit and chat without any, distractions and whatnot but it'll be interesting to hear uh about all all the how the summer went up in the arctic and all that stuff around greenland and and with the fjords and doing all the science up there and how the boat worked Uh, i've listened to quite a few of the podcasts very very interesting stuff it's worth it's worth a listen the single-handed sailing podcast by matt rutherford um so we'll we'll just have to sort of see about that but yeah putting a lot of miles on the old car and getting I don't know like I said a little bit road weary because you you are essentially living out of your bag and you know you got to sort of plot and plan a few things here and there and things like laundry and everything but I like I said I've all I've been helped out immensely by friends family everybody on this trip so far and it's been yeah, I mean, literally could not do this without all that sort of stuff. I just, I don't, I don't own enough, uh, things in life. Um, you know, shout out to Mima who has, uh, lent me her vehicle and, uh, allowed me to do that. It would have been very difficult to try and do this via a motorcycle. I mean, that was the goal though, really. If I, if I could, I'd love to be able to take that and do that, but that's more of a summertime sort of thing. And the distances and everything are a little, a little uh, outrageous to try and take a motorcycle to all of them and still be in any way, shape, or form to be able to do these things because you kind of do have to be a little well-rested. You're, you are performing and trying to make sure you do a really good job and have a good show and all that sort of stuff. And if you're hopping off a 300-mile ride from a motorcycle that you've done that for days on end just to get to some place, it's not uh, – you're going to be a little more than road-weary, I think, at that point, so – definitely a little different but it's been fun it definitely has been fun it's so nice to drive around this country i i am astounded by how beautiful it is and and even even the sites that are a little i'm a little aghast when i see them um things like new york city the other day i drove from connecticut down all the way down here to the annapolis area and holy smokes drive by New York and Newark and Philadelphia and all that sort of stuff. Holy smokes, those cities are just gigantic. I mean, there's part of me that's just, it's like unbelievable that people have built these things, these skyscrapers that just go up and up and up, and the skyline just goes and goes. I was just praying. I was wishing there was like a spot just to be able to sit for a minute and just take it all in. But, you know, you're zooming down on 95 Everybody's driving like crazy, you know, you barely have time to like look over and take in that that view. But the smog was pretty pretty heavy and uh so it has this little bit of a dystopian feel, I guess. Um, you know, you're in this car with all these thousands of other cars and you're zipping past this giant structure and there's you know, New York City on one side, on the other side you're looking at all these oil refineries and, and crazy power plants and all that sort of stuff. So 
it's definitely a lot for the eyes to take in for sure, but very cool. And then you, you know, you sort of get off of uh, the freeway and into some of these small little burgs and towns and with the leaves sort of changing and everything, it is, it is very pretty. And I've gotten to see quite a, quite a lot of neat little areas of this country. And, you know, in the beginning I was able to do the drive from the Midwest across the Appalachians and get out to the East coast. And that's always really cool. I look forward to that one again. Um, I don't know exactly which way I'm going to go. Cause if I'm ending things up, up North, then I guess it'd be I 80, um, or whatever the, the Pennsylvania turnpike to get back where you go, you know, essentially New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio and then Michigan, but uh, I'm going to try and do a stop over in Indianapolis, see some family there, and then work my way up. And there's a lot of people that I'd like to stop and see, but at the same time, I also know that I do need to get off of the road and plant myself at a place, um, you know, our sort of family home up there in Michigan just for just to like sort of decompress a little bit and come up with the game plan because that's that's sort of the next step is to figure out what the heck to do because I don't know if the boat's actually going to go in the water this year at all. It might have to stay on land for the first time since I've owned it um, just to figure out exactly what the game plan is going forward because she just she needs new sails and she needs a lot of stuff and I can't get that stuff right now. And... Um, yeah, so we'll we'll have to just sort of see. Uh, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that I'll be able to pick up a few more talks and some more stuff. But if not, you know, you know, find another job and work it for a good long while and save up and uh, and then be able to sort of be financially in a better situation to sort of come up with something else. But again, you know. It's all just trying to build stuff and and get this sort of base and get everything sort of uh, at a, a a bit a bit more of a I don't know what the best word is just basically get get a little more stable I suppose give myself a few more options um, so we'll see I mean you know all those all those winters I ended up going down you know. I'd go out and sail for a few months till I broke the boat, and then I'd end up coming back to South Carolina and being on the dock down there for the remainder of the winter and then go right up to Maine. And, you know, that cycle was definitely a lot of fun, but it's it's also something where, you know, life's a little too short to do the exact same thing all the time. And uh, I'd like to find, you know, something something a little different, something a little new. It wouldn't be too bad. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll sort of see. At this point, I don't want to make too many like big decisions and things like that, just because I know I'm, I got like road weariness, and um, it's kind of hard to make split really good solid future decisions by uh, when your when your brain's a little bit scrambled and everything. So we will have to sort of see. But yeah, I don't know. Feeling feeling pretty good still. I'm looking forward to the the next couple of couple of events and uh doing all those doing the meet and greet selling the book all that sort of stuff it is it is a lot of fun um you know now that i've done the thing enough definitely very very comfortable telling the story and uh, getting into some of the takeaways and everything like that and so it's um it's gotten past you know all summer long i was working on this thing and i don't know if anybody's ever done you know presentations and things like that that they you, know, you have to do to a, a pretty large audience and a varied audience as well. Um, I suppose this one's a little different because it's 
it's a story that I lived, but there's also sort of, you know, you're trying to tell it in an entertaining way with some of these clips and everything, but also trying to give the audience something of value and something to take away from it, things that I learned from the experience and why I think it was actually a good thing to have happen instead of just this nightmare that I tried to live through, um, that sort of that sort of thing. But it's, I don't know, it's come a long way and it's, you know, you sort of know which way you want to go with it and, you know, what points to hit and all that sort of stuff. And I don't know, it's been a lot of fun. Definitely a lot of fun. I think it'll be a, a great one to tell in the future too. And I am kind of hoping that at some point to do one or two of the original talk, I'm going to have to like revisit that whole presentation about going around the world because I think that story obviously has maybe a bit more merit uh, for presenting just because it is such an epic uh, adventure but how I tell that story and the things that I focus on and stuff I don't I wonder if those are going to change after doing this this round and after having so much time pass in between the two and time to think about stuff and all of that I don't know these are the things that bounce around in my head quite a bit as I am bopping around this this east coast and everything and getting to see all these people that's that's probably been one of the other really besides seeing sort of the country and everything it's also been really really interesting to kind of reconnect with a lot of old people old faces and um and old friends and and family and stuff that's that's always always really really cool cuz you know it's one thing to talk on the phone or to text or something like that but it's another to actually go and hang out and have dinners and all that sort of stuff. And, um, yeah, it just, it, it definitely feels like a great way to reinvigorate some of these friendships that, uh, you know, as, as we all get older, that's one of the problems. Uh, life gets a little more complicated. People get married, they have kids, they do all these things happen. And, um, you know, it, I want to say you, you, you sort of get embedded into your own life a bit, but I suppose you really do. And, um, there's not as much time for all the hangouts and all the, you know, late nights or this, that, and the other thing. And so eventually, you know, the time spent with, with certain groups of people drops off and, uh, gets a little more difficult and stuff, but that's the beauty of a road trip like this is that you get to sort of force yourself upon <laughs> people's homes and, uh, you know, that's why I try not to stay in one place for too long. I don't want to wear out my welcome. I want to, you know, you got to leave them wanting more. Um, you know, oh, you're leaving already? That's that's what you want to hear. You don't want to hear like, when, when that that question, when, when exactly are you leaving? Uh, what day are you taking off? <laughs> that's when you know you've already stayed too long. Mm. Oh. But yeah, it is so funny. You know, you look in the back seat of the car, and it's got a bunch of the your luggage and stuff. It's got a few like you know button down shirts and some pants and stuff hanging on hangers, and you got the podcast equipment bag. You got the presentation bag. You got books of books of books or boxes of books, and yeah, it is. Uh, it's a different sort of lifestyle. I mean, you know, if 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 I had the means to do this properly, it would obviously be behoove me to have you know ideally i mean you know if money was an object i'd have like a winnebago or something like that and just be able to cruise around and do this i think that would be a lot of fun stay on the road and when you have a, a week or two in between one talk and the next thing you just go ahead and 
figure out a little road trip that you want to go on or go camping somewhere or something like that because you got to utilize the fact that you're traveling and you're on the road. But uh, that is sort of a, I don't know, when you're when you're not when you don't have your own vehicle for it, it's a little different. You gotta you really do have to sort of take care. There was one pretty shady motel that I was staying at somewhere up in Connecticut. I don't know where it was like around Hartford or something. I'm not too sure, but um, yeah, it was sort of pulled in. And I was like, hey, you know, I guess this would be all right. But it's one of those where there's a lot of activity going on, super late at night, and a lot of people, a lot of noise, that sort of stuff. And I was like, holy cow, like this. Uh, I have to worry about this car now. <laughs> Everything was fine, though. Everything was fine, so no big deal. Mm. But yeah, so I don't know. That's that's kind of where I am at this point and uh, where I'm going and, and everything like that. So hopefully we'll be able to slam out these last few. We'll get some work done on Sparrow. That'll be really interesting um, to sort of... I don't know. I, I'd like to. I, I'm picturing it in my head. I get down there. I know what it looks like right now, above deck and below. Um, and I think just in case, I'm definitely, you know, winterizing that boat is really just more about getting, you know, antifreeze into that engine more than anything um, because there really isn't, you know, empty the fuel or empty the water tanks for sure. Um, that really, there isn't, you know, any of that's, there's just not, it's not a complicated boat. So it's really, really simple to do. Um, and the nice part about that is I'm going to do it just in case, but if it needs to be undone when I, and I actually do end up launching the boat and, you know, finding some job down South or something like that and end up just living off the boat down there, then it's not by any means sort of a permanent thing. Um, so we will. We will see on that one. Uh, but, yeah, so essentially what I'm picturing is, is how the boat is now and what I can do in 7 to 10 days. And hopefully I can imagine what the boat might look like. Um, and that would be pretty cool to have it at least all set up so that it looks good and it's ready to be utilized if if that all works out and stuff. Um but yeah, I right now I think the big trouble though really is just the sails. I mean, I have an old old mainsail. Uh, got a text message. Uh, we gotta just pause this for one hot second. All right, and we are back. Sorry for that little interruption. I I I really just need to remember to, you know, phones and things like that need to just disappear when I'm doing this podcast because it is interesting when, you, especially when you're doing the solo one, it interrupts my sort of flow state, if you will, of my brain and uh, kind of derails what I'm what I'm thinking of and what I'm saying and then I don't know where to go back to and all that sort of stuff. And uh, I don't know, it's this, it's this uh, interruption that I don't like. So I'm going to sort of probably make that a new rule. But yeah, I don't know. Um, as far as everything else, you know, uh, the road weariness, the tour, the everything. Um, yeah, it's been it's been interesting. It's uh, I I find myself craving uh, just a place to sit down, rest my stuff, unpack my bags, actually unpack them uh, for more than just a night or two, and uh, I don't know, just soak that in a little bit and have a little time to decompress and think. And I think. 
that that is a very healthy, nice thing to have every once in a while. Uh, I think it's it's necessary for life and mental health and happiness and all that sort of stuff. I know it is in mine, and I will get a little bit of it when I get down to Sparrow. Uh, but really, for me being such a vagabond and sort of always mobile and, and all that sort of stuff, it really doesn't happen until I get back down onto the boat and I don't have anybody else's car. I don't have anything uh, that I'm, I'm borrowing or anything like that. And as minimalistic as that life is on that boat, it, it also feels pretty good because it is all mine. And, you know, even though even though I'm living in a marina <laughs> or a boatyard on, on somebody else's land, so to speak, or somebody else's slip, it is... You know, it's one of those things where it does. It kind of feels nice to uh, to be at home and have a little place to call home. Um, so that's something I'm definitely craving right now, and it'll be nice to get there. I mean, we are pretty much almost a month on the road, and uh, yeah. So here we go. But we're not finished yet, and we got we got a, a we got a hard charge through the last ones. You know, you don't want to end on a whimper. You want to end on a rousing round of applause and so i'm going to do my best to tunnel through and get to the last of these shows and and essentially wrap this baby up put a bow on it and put it behind me move on forward and get on to the next projects and stuff and you know it's definitely not the e it's way easier said than done you know take it definitely takes a, a bit of mental aptitude and practice and everything to sort of keep your brain fighting for what you're trying to do, aiming towards those goals, taking on those challenges, and remembering why you're doing it. I, I find myself questioning that every once in a while. And I have to say, the times where I question that stuff and what I'm doing and why I'm doing it more than any other, any other at all, is when I am diving a little too deep into screens and social media stuff and YouTube and all of that. I walk away from that a little session of, you know, a half hour, an hour, or even more sometimes, uh, really just feeling down, really feeling not, not happy about my situation, um, not confident in my plans and my goals, and wondering just what the heck I'm even thinking trying to do all this stuff. And I, I think part of it comes from just like comparing yourself to other, other people uh, in a lot of ways, and... You know, that's it's it's really not a it's not worth doing, especially if you're if you're comparing yourself to other people on like screens and stuff, because that's not really those people. And it'd be one thing if you were sitting in a room with a whole bunch of people sort of doing the same sort of stuff that you're doing and you're talking to them, figuring out things. I think you would walk away from that more realistic situation with a whole lot better. I don't know, focus and outlook and fresh ideas and all that sort of stuff. It's when you're looking at the content that's being created. You know, I got the podcast and I've got sort of the Instagram stuff and the YouTube channel and all that. Um, when you're just looking at the content that's being created, you know, that's fresh, that's polished, that's all that sort of stuff. And you're just thinking, wow, these, these people are doing phenomenal. I'm just putting out garbage. This is just yikes like I shouldn't even do this this is all these doubts come into your brain but yeah I mean if you were to sit down with a lot of these people 
you probably collaborate and do these things and create and come up with new ideas and also share in some of the frustrations, fears, insecurities, things like that, that, you know, everybody is feeling. It doesn't look like that when you're just watching somebody else's content, but, and that's the trap. That's the deadly dissolving uh, of morale trap that uh, I think people fall in. And I, for one, am, uh, I don't know, you know, it's such a weird thing that there's that almost like addiction and that feel of like, oh, this is great. All I'm going to do right now is just watch all these shorts and I'm just, yeah, getting in. And then you finish that up. I mean, in a lot of ways, it's almost like drinking too much. You know, those first couple of beers, oh, those are great. Having a good time, all that stuff. And you just want to keep going. And then you drink too many beers and then you feel rotten. And the next day you feel rotten. And then the day after that, because I'm old now, you feel rotten still. And you basically, you've done it all to yourself. You know you weren't you, you weren't going to enjoy it. But for whatever reason, you're like, yeah, in the moment, you're like, oh, give me more of that. Give me more of that. And it's the same way with this stuff. I really, it gives me, if I do a little deep dive into that, into like a, a rabbit hole, if you will, of any sort of uh, social media stuff that's coming through a screen. I it gave me it gives me a whole new sort of uh, I don't know not respect I would say like an understanding of what a lot of the younger generations are sort of going through because in a lot of ways that's really just a norm that they spend that much time you know, scrolling through and doing all this stuff. And man, if it makes me feel bad, I, I can't imagine how it makes them feel any better. And if that's the case, but that's the norm. Cause I mean, you know, I know if I pick up that phone and I start doing it, if I make it more than two minutes without being like, ugh, and I just throw it away and then I go and actually do something productive. That's, that's the norm for me. It's like, don't get trapped. Don't get trapped. But if it's something where you don't even consider that as a trap and you're just like, no, this is how I kind of like to spend my downtime, that, that is, uh, that's frightening, uh, especially if it does make you, in the end, feel pretty, pretty down in the dumps. So I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, it's pretty crazy. So I, I just try as much as I can not to get uh, too enamored in it. And I don't know. I almost feel like sometimes you, know, you sort of shut that phone off, but then... You pick it up instead of looking at any of that stuff. You uh, dial a number in there and you call somebody you know or haven't talked to in a while, and that uh, typically kind of yanks you right out of it because then all of a sudden opportunities arise and things like that, and you have like a meaningful conversation. So that's always well, well worth it. But enough pontificating on my part. We're just going to keep charging through here on the old East Coast. I think it's going to be a zip down to the boat for a couple of days, button a few things up, get a game plan in face ready to go, and then uh, head up, finish off two more of these talks, back down to the boat after that, and then uh, up to the last one after a full-on delousing of Mighty Sparrow and trying to get her in the sort of shape that she deserves to be in. So that's the game plan. I'm sticking to it, and I'm going to just try and keep rocking it out. So until next time, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for all the support, and... uh, yeah, till the next show.